and welcome to episode 18 of the Golf Front Podcast. My name is Brett Bevilacqua. I'm a realtor with Carolina Property Sales in Southern Pines, North Carolina. I'm also an avid but incredibly mediocre golfer with a goal of playing every course in the Pinehurst area, and I just found a hidden gem. Opened as a nine-hole course in 1957, the Siler City Country Club is the Sandhill's best-kept secret. I found it through an alert on Golf Now for $38, and did it ever exceed my expectations? First of all, it is an 18-hole course, and I will get to that in a moment. Secondly, according to their Facebook page, it is a private club. I ran back to Golf Now and was able to find tea time, so I guess it's open to the public. Siler City Country Club is 39 miles and about 50 minutes north of the village of Pinehurst in Siler City, North Carolina. As I said, it opened in 1957 as a nine-hole course, and as far as I can tell, was the first course Ellis Maples designed in the Sandhills. If you didn't know, Maples designed Pinehurst No. 5 in 1961, the Pines course at the Country Club of Whispering Pines in 1962, the Dogwood at CCNC in 1963, Quail Ridge in 1967, Whispering Woods in 1971, and the River Course at the Country Club of Whispering Pines in 1972. In 1987, Siler City Country Club had Tom Jackson design the back nine. Jackson has also had a hand in the design of area courses such as Highland Golf Club, Pinewood Country Club, and Midland Country Club. Going into my first and only round at Siler City, I knew that Maples designed the front and Jackson the back some 30 years apart. Having played both of the architect's designs, I fully expected to experience a difference between the front and back nine, but it was seamless. Had I not known ahead of time that the course was built in two stages, I wouldn't have been aware just by playing my round. Hats off to Tom Jackson for his ability to mimic all the wonderful aspects of the original front nine on the back side. My experience at Siler City was wonderful. Had I not played the day before and had a round booked the following day, there is no doubt I would have replayed the course. Siler City Country Club is a par 72 that plays a very manageable 6,660 yards from the tips and just over 6,000 from the white tees. There are also gold tees which clock in at under 5,300 yards. From the back, Siler City has a 72.2 rating with a slope of 135 and a 69.5 and 129 from the white tees. Siler City starts off with a friendly medium length par 4. The tee box is elevated and you hit down to a straightaway and spacious fairway. There is a bunker to the left of the fairway and to the right of the green. Right away I noticed an homage to Donald Ross as the green side bunker was straight down the fairway and the green was off to the left. Sadly this just appears to be accidental and we won't see anything like this again until much later in the round. The second hole is a medium length slight dogleg left par 5. Off the tee the fairway is tight but opens up quite a bit for your second shot. The green is elevated and there is a creek that runs across the fairway about 70 yards in front of the green. There are also trees, two left and one right, that crowd the fairway just past the creek. If that wasn't enough trouble, a pair of large bunkers flank the green. The third is a slight downhill medium length par 3. The green is significantly larger than the first two holes and once again flanked by a pair of bunkers. The fourth is a long par 4 with a creek running across the fairway that shouldn't be too much trouble to clear. From there, the fairway runs slightly uphill to a very large bunker that has a bunker encompassing the entire left side. There is also a little mound complex front right of the green. The par 4 fifth is a medium length dogleg left with a bunker in the landing area to the left of the fairway. Off the tee it looks easy to reach the woods right of the bend, but if you hit the ball straight, or even with a small fade, you should be fine. This large green is again flanked by bunkers, has a bowl up front making longer putts a bit of an adventure 
There are also more mounds behind the right side bunker. The 6 is a medium length par 5 with a slight dogleg to the right. There is a creek running across the fairway that could be trouble for those that crush their drives. There are a pair of bunkers atop a hill about 50 yards short of the elevated green. Look out for the bunker front left of this aggressively right to left slope green. If you go long, there are mounds behind the green. Not easy to get there in two. The seventh is a medium length par three with a smallish green that is sloped back to front. In front of the green, there is a large bunker. In front of that, a pond. The par four eighth is a nasty uphill dogleg right. Off the tee, I couldn't reach the bunkers in the right rough that I wanted to clear to cut the corner. From just behind the bunkers, I needed to put a fade on my approach shot, but couldn't turn it over enough and fortunately cleared the bunker to the left of the green. This is a very long way of saying if you don't keep the ball to the left of the bunkers, you will probably be writing a five or more on your scorecard. Add to that, the green is small and a bit tougher than most greens on the front. The par four ninth is awesome. This very short par four is not reachable off the tee. I'm sure there are people who have made it, but a handful of tall trees on the left make it near impossible. The fairway has an extreme slope from right to left, while I was on the green, I watched the group behind us land on the right side of the fairway and nearly roll off the left side. Nine brings you back to the clubhouse if you need to grab something to eat. Tennis across the parking lot and on the other side of the tennis courts. I had a little trouble finding it. I really enjoyed the 10th, a short par four over water with a dog leg left to a tiny green fronted by a pair of bunkers. I got greedy and tried to shorten the hole by threading the needle between two trees about 100 yards in front of the green. I nicked a branch and ended up about 60 yards short of the green. The fairway is sloped right to left. The 11th is a medium length downhill par 3 with a large bunker to the right. Left of the green is safe if you want to keep it away from the bunker. The 12th is a medium length par 5 that bends left. If you play it a little left of center, you will be in good shape, but right is fine too. There are two bunkers in the left rough, but they really don't seem to come into play. There is a large bunker front right of the green. I made this hole much harder than it needed to be. 13 is a lengthy par 4 that plays straight away, but is tough due to the very small green. The green is so thin that missing left or right will really challenge your short game. Like 13, 14 is another straightaway par 4, but this time a little shorter with a few more bunkers. Like the first hole, the bunkers are in line with the center of the fairway, but the green is off to the right side. It is important to note that there is a bunch of room, maybe 25 feet, between the back edge of the bunker and the front of the green. The green is also very deep. Keep an eye on pin placement on 14. 15 is a medium length par 3. You will see a pond just to the left of the green, the green is sloped pretty aggressively towards this pond. I thought for sure I was going to roll off and into the water. If the pin is on the right side, I don't think you can hit it far enough right without getting in the sand to keep it close to the pin. The 16th is a short par 4 and there is a pond that starts on the right side of the fairway about 100 yards in front of the green. If you keep it left, you should be safe. The 16th green was among the toughest to putt on the course. I played an 18-footer about three feet left of the cup and almost sunk it. The 17th is a medium-length par 4 that had a fairway bunker on the left that ate up two of our three tee shots, and there is also a creek that runs across the fairway and along the right side of the green that is not reachable off the tee. The 18th, on the other hand, has a creek that is reachable off the tee for big hitters. 
From the T, you will see a bunker on the left. The creek is just behind that. From there, you have a pretty good track of fairway on this 540 yard from the Whites, par five. I don't think too many players can make the elevated green in two, and the green isn't all that large. There is a big bunker that fronts the green, and it is quite a sight coming up the 18th fairway. Siler City Country Club is a great course. I would put it on par with courses at twice the price. The greens were on point all day, the bunkers maintained perfectly. Though it was cart path only, there weren't too many wet areas, and this has been one of the wettest Sandhills winners in recent memory. I paid $36 on golf now, and I must admit, never hearing of the course before, I was a little nervous. As I was putting on the practice green, I wasn't too impressed with the first hole, but boy was I mistaken. I can't wait to get back to Siler City. This place is going in my regular rotation. I am looking forward to playing in season. I also don't want to forget that there is a practice range, and though I didn't eat, our cart had a menu for the course's grill. For more information, check out the course's website at SilerCityCountryClub.com or for tee times, give them a call at 919-742-3721. Siler City Country Club had great golf front homes for every budget. About half the course has homes and the other half is wooded. If you need help finding the right golf front dream home, give me a call at 845-365-3665 or send an email to brett at hmpfilms.com and I can show you Siler City or anywhere else in the Sandhills. Once again, I'm Brett Bevilacqua with Carolina Property Sales. Next week, we play the Holly Course at Pinewild Country Club.